Hi, my name is Kirsten, and welcome to the Drama Therapy Going Back to the Roots of Healing podcast with Vow FM in collaboration with Drama for Life. In this series, we're diving into the power of art and what it means for our mental health. This is to shed some light on the tools that we have within us to cultivate our well-being. Welcome to the Vow FM Drama Therapy Going Back to the Roots of Healing podcast. In this series, we're going to dive into the power of art and what that means for our mental health. Whether therapy is something that you want to explore or not, art is a daily thing that we can access for our own well-being. So we're going to shed some light on those tools as well as cultivate awareness of what drama therapy means. Welcome to episode one of this three-part series. As I said, my name is Kirsten and I'm going to be your host for these next three episodes. Where am I in terms of this conversation of drama therapy? I have just completed my honors in drama therapy here at WITS at Drama for Life, which is a school that falls under the WITS School of the Arts, where you can study drama therapy. It happens to be actually the only place in South Africa where you can study drama therapy. And after this year of completing my honors, I was able to get a small taste of what drama therapy is, as well as its relevance for us here in South Africa. And it really opened my eyes as to how we can access art and creativity for our own well-being. And so seeing as I'm part of VOW, we thought, why not do a podcast and share this information with you? And so... To give you a bit of an outline of what we're going to be chatting about over these next three episodes. Obviously, we're going to be chatting all things drama therapy. So if you are intrigued maybe in studying it, or maybe if you are wanting to seek it out as a form of help for your own distress, you'll get a lot of information about that here. But I also want to bring it home for in case you're not necessarily interested in drama therapy itself, but rather intrigued in the art and creative side of it and how actually every day you could access these tools to help you. And so that's how we're going to be chatting and lining out our conversation over these next three episodes. Obviously, we're going to not only be talking about information that I've gathered over this year of studying my honors, I'm also going to be sharing my own personal experience with you. And when we get into episode two and three a little bit later, you're going to be hearing from two guests who are going to share their own perspectives and journeys at Drama for Life as well. So before we get into this first episode, I really just want to give a little disclaimer. And it's actually two little disclaimers. The first one is to say, and this is very important, I am not a therapist. Now, in order to be a drama therapist, you have to go all the way up. You've got to do your master's, you have to do your internship, and do all sorts of stuff to get registered. And as I mentioned, I've only done my honors. And the reason that I say that is so that when you're listening to these conversations, you can realize that not only is this not from a healthcare professional perspective, but you can still trust that, you know, I'm still going to be able to give you the information that I have at my fingertips. I can promise you that it's well-researched, but I just want you to know that I am not by any means a healthcare professional. 
And then the second thing with this podcast that I'd like you to keep in mind is that as much as we are talking about mental health and we're talking about therapy, this podcast in and of itself is not meant as a form of therapy on its own. It's only there to give information about it. And so if you are struggling, if you are finding yourself in a position where you need help, please do seek it. If you're a WITS student, you can always contact the WITS Counseling and Careers Development Unit. I'll give you the number. It's 011-717-9140. Or even if you're not a WITS student, you can reach out at your local community healthcare center where they can help you out. But now that we've gotten all of that out the way, let's dive into our first episode. Today, you're with me and we're going to be chatting about the origins of drama therapy. And we're going to discover how even though drama therapy may seem like a relatively new or niche field, it's actually a practice that stems all the way back to the beginning of the human race. But before I get too ahead of myself, let's rather look at kind of the broad school that drama therapy falls under. And then we'll slowly, slowly filter then into what drama therapy is. I want to tell you a little bit about a school of psychological practice called humanism. Another term that it's given is person-centered therapy. And if you've studied psychology, you may have come across this approach before. It was started by a man named Carl Rogers. And Rogers, this was sort of, you know, in the sort of late 20th century, he was really critiquing mainstream Western psychological approaches, such as psychoanalysis, et cetera, et cetera, where he said they were focusing too much on pathology and they were kind of looking at naming and diagnosing issues within the human race. And he believed that this focus on negativity was actually just counterproductive. So he developed person-centered therapy where he kind of started from this point of human beings are not only innately good and creative and wholesome, they also have healthy parts of them that can help to develop resilience. So he wanted to kind of look at the whole human being and celebrate who they are to help the healthy parts better look after the unhealthy parts. And so it was quite a radical shift in psychological thought at the time. And the expressive arts therapies started to fall under this approach. So Carl Rogers is not responsible per se for each one of them, but it was with this idea of humanism and person-centered approach that they started to emerge. Expressive arts therapies include visual art therapy, music therapy, dance movement therapy, and drama therapy. And there's a lot more out there as well. And so each of them has their own specific practice and way of going about healing as according to the medium that they harness. And so that is how humanism led up to drama therapy as we know it today. I want to look into why art you know, why are we using art for therapy? Why are we not using, I don't know, sport? Why are we not using traditional talk therapy? Why is art been, why has that been, I guess, defined as something that can really help us to search for our own well-being? And I've sort of outlined three main pillars, and these are just 
things that I've taken from my year studying at Drama for Life, where art, and this doesn't matter if it's drama or painting or whatever it is, kind of touches on all of these pillars. The first thing that art helps us to do in terms of accessing the healthy parts of ourselves is play. So when I say play, you probably think of children, right? You probably think of children running around at a playground. But the thing is, all humans have an ability to play. We talk about playing an instrument. We talk about playing the fool sometimes. But even when we speak about drama, we talk about going to go watch a play. And there's something about when we harness our ability to just make fun, to be silly. And sometimes it's not even about being silly. Sometimes it's just about opening ourselves up to the freedom and the ability of not being worried about making a mistake. Can you remember when last you were like that? When you were just free to explore and experiment a little bit and you perhaps felt quite safe to be able to do that because the situation was not real. So drama, if we think about it as an imaginary situation, because a play is ultimately exactly that, it's a different world, right? We find ourselves being able to experiment with different parts of ourselves because we know that ultimately it's all fiction anyway, and it's not going to have too much of a bearing on the real world. So play is very important when it comes to making art. Secondly, listening is really important to making art. And when I say listening, I don't just mean hearing. I mean being present with not only ourselves, but also with other people. It comes down to honoring who we are in that moment and showing up wholeheartedly in who we are. And art is a great way we were able to do that. The third thing that art allows us to do, and I'm sure you've been waiting for me to name it, is creativity. Because when we are able to come up with new things, as I said, when we are able to play, when we are able to listen and truly honor who we are, we can make new things. And that's something that's really unique to the human race, is our ability to imagine ourselves and Drama therapists have realized how powerful this is because we can imagine ourselves even into a different reality. And so to bring this now more into a drama therapy context, when it comes to play, listening and creativity, a drama therapist may invite a client to play, for example, with a puppet and to make a story with a puppet because that level of creativity on an external being could be helpful for their mental health. Maybe a drama therapist would get somebody to draw out their feelings and place it in relation to each other. Maybe a drama therapist would help someone who is dealing with a difficult relationship. They would invite them to role play that person who they find it very difficult to get along with, they would role play and they would say, okay, what if? What if you were in this situation with them? What if they said this? How would you deal with it from there? And these are only just a couple of tools that a drama therapist would use, but they all culminate in this idea of being able to rehearse for a different reality. Because when somebody comes to drama therapy, they come into a therapy which is a safe space which cultivates an attitude of play. 
And because they get into this attitude of play, they're able to access those healthy parts of themselves and maybe try out something in a safe space that they wouldn't necessarily get to do back in the real world. So as you can see, art is incredibly powerful and you might beginning be rather be beginning to hone in on the fact that it seems to be really ancient in its origins. As the human race, art has been a part of our being since our very inception. I mean, if you look, you know, first of all, at evolutionary science, people looking at things like cave paintings on walls and people telling stories around fires, the idea of being able to take our reality and synthesize it through this thing called art is something that is so mystical and, well, ancient. It's deeply, deeply rooted in who we are. Now, West, the, the Western sciences, and specifically psychology, have taken this idea of drama and now, I guess, termed it drama therapy. But seeing as drama therapy, the idea of using drama for healing, is actually an idea that comes from the very beginning of time, we could actually argue that drama therapy originates in Africa. I want to reference an article. It's called Missing Links, a South African Perspective on Theories of Health in Drama Therapy. And it was written in 2014 by Dr. Sinatemba Makanya. She is a lecturer and a curriculum developer at the Wits, Wits Medical Faculty, rather. And she's also a traditional healer. Now, Dr. Makanya, in this 2014 article, speaks about how the West is laying claim to this thing called drama therapy, but actually it has a lot more resonance with our own practices here in South Africa. So in this article she speaks about because all human ancestry is essentially from Africa, when we look at the African metaphysical and when we look at different African traditions and the ways healing is practiced there, we see a lot of resonance with what happens in drama therapy. First of all, she mentions that notions of the self as multifaceted is something that you see in African traditional healing as well as drama therapy. She speaks about the role of community and ritual in drama therapy and its links to African healing and spirituality. So she's kind of making this argument that, you know, as much as people in America and Europe say that they've created this thing called drama therapy, we could argue that it actually has its home right here in Africa. She even mentions that a drama therapist could even be given another term, which is that of a shaman. And that is linking to the idea that because drama is so, you know, ancient and so deep within our bones, it has quite a spiritual element to it as well. However, she does sort of come also with some more critiques, and that's why the article is called Missing Links, because drama therapy as we know it is quite a Western frame, as is the whole of psychology as well. And so there's even debates about, does psychology have a home in Africa? And she makes this argument that drama therapy can have a home in Africa, but the missing links include things like the West's inability to 
include spirit, spirituality into healing. She says that is a missing link in drama therapy right now. Also, in terms of African traditions, the emphasis on community and constantly working together every day in a space for healing, you know, that is kind of contrary to the Western idea of you have your one hour of therapy in a week and you go and you see your therapist and then boom, you leave and the only time you can talk about your problems is again when you come back for your hour in the week. Whereas African traditional healing, it's more of a process work. So she has a lot of critiques but a lot of resonances as well, which I find really encouraging because if drama therapy actually in its most wonderful original roots is here in Africa, then what can we as South Africans do in terms of adding to the field of drama therapy? Now I want to bring this into, as we're closing up this episode, how would you think about this for yourself? Now, yes, we've spoken about drama and how it can sort of have this term therapy attached after it, but I'm sure that you, in your everyday life, do access creativity and art on some level. Maybe you don't consider yourself a particularly dramatic person. That's fine. Maybe you are somebody who really gets involved in dancing, or maybe you're a great storyteller, or you play a musical instrument, or there's something about doodling on an exam pad and drawing that really speaks to you. Perhaps, maybe in your own culture or in your own spiritual practice, we could look at elements of ritual and performance that actually have a lot of resonances with drama therapy. What I'm getting at here is as we are moving into the next two episodes, think for yourself when last you felt, wow, this is such a sense of wonder. Think for yourself when last you had a moment where you felt zoomed in, when you felt that you were equally powerful and you were vulnerable. Maybe you were dancing. Maybe you were, as I said, hanging out with a friend and you were telling this epic story. Because in that moment when the world all felt in harmony and you felt your creative potential really booming, I would like to offer to you that perhaps that moment, whatever it is that you were doing there, is something that you could take and you can cultivate into your own self-care practice that would ultimately aid your own well-being. However, I think we are going to leave it here for this first episode. Just to recap a little bit, we've spoken about, yes, drama therapy and how it fits under the umbrella term of humanism and person-centered therapy, but it is also a practice that comes from the origin of the human race. And so in that, we can think about how we as individuals, whether we are getting involved in the field of drama therapy itself or not, how we can have ourselves be best placed to further our own well-being as individuals and as a nation. Join us for episode two where we're going to talk more about the journey of studying to become a drama therapist and then episode three we're going to speak about how this all culminates in developing perhaps your own self-care regime as somebody who wants to cultivate their own well-being. 
But for now, this has been episode one of the Drama Therapy Going Back to the Roots of Healing podcast. Once again, my name is Kirsten Dickinson. <laughs>